Turn to your neighbor and say influence. We're about to embark on something that you're going to see a video of just at the end of service. And, I, and I'm going to do my best to get everything through this. We're starting a series today about facing your giants. Now, I don't know whether I'll have a clip from this uh, particular movie every week or not, but I just love this movie. It's, I mean, you know, there's no huge stars in it except God. And, uh, and so isn't that the best? But listen, did you, did you see what was going on? Did you see at the beginning that, you know, he, he, he says what his flesh thinks he can do? This, I, I can go to the 30. Yeah, I'll do the 30. I can do the 30 with no one on my back. I do the 50 with no one on my back. I think you can do past that. And all the people, the boys sitting around are like, this is a joke. Yeah, you know, make the 50. But when he starts doing it, and did you see what the coach did? I'm going to put some blindfold on you because, listen, I'm going to tell you some things today that are going to unlock some things in your heart and unlock some things in your spirit. And if you hear it today and you decipher it and you digest it, it's going to game change everything. Because what he's telling him is, I don't want you to stop when you see with your temporal eyes what you can see. I want you to see with your spiritual eyes. Come on, somebody. He wants you to see what you can't see in the flesh. And so that you don't stop. And he keeps going. And when he gets past the point of what the flesh says, oh, my word. Then they all start standing going, and the music, you know, just, and you're like, oh, and he starts saying, don't you quit on me. I'm telling you today, the enemy doesn't want me to tell you what I got to tell you because he wants you to quit. He wants you to stop, but there's giants that are about to go down. Things are about to happen. Now, when you leave today, you'll be able to get a pouch. If you haven't got one already, they'll give them to you when you leave. There's, there's blue ones and gray ones, mostly gray ones, but this is a blue one. Today you're going to get one stone. And your stone, and there's a five-week series. We're going to start out today with the first one, and the, today is about faith. That's why that clip is so relevant. So I put on my stone here. This is what I want you to write on. There's, you don't have to write it out there today if you don't want to. Just when you get home or you can write it out there, there's markers. I wrote faith because that's our first stone that's going to kill these giants. Now, on the back of it, I have nothing on mine because I want you to see that you I want you to put what you're believing for on the back of your stone. What is the giant that's standing up that's challenging your faith? Come on. What is staring at you in the face every day and taunt you that you need to say, listen, buddy, I'm about to give you 2020 vision right between your eyeballs. So you're going to be able to get that. Now, um, they'll give you a bag and they'll give you a stone. Each week you come back, you're going to get another stone and then you add to your pouch five, five in all. If you're. Parents, just I'll let you decide if your child needs a bag of stones or not. <laughs> hey, Dad, look. <laughs> if they're going to do that, no, 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 don't give them stones. So, you know, Mom and Dad, you're welcome to have a bag if the child is older and responsible and they understand the spiritual things we're going to apply at by all means, get them a bag. Uh, so we're not trying to deny anybody a stone. <clears throat> so today we're going to start. About the stone of faith. We're glad you're here. But everybody's got a Goliath of faith. Everybody has got something that stands in their way. When they start moving to God, they start changing things. How many know that the enemy doesn't like it? And the enemy will call you on it. Maybe you feel like, I'm a hypocrite. I, I, I preached to these people this thing. I told them about this. And then I, I screwed up myself. And then they're all like, ha-ha! Am I the only one in the room? And you're going to have to say, you know what? This is what you do. Turn to your neighbor and say, Be humble. I didn't do it right. I messed up. But thank God his grace and mercy are new every morning. Thank God that principle's still true. Thank God that I serve a Savior that's risen. 
And that I can apply that to me. And God, whether you want to believe me or forgive me or whatever, I'm just telling you, he lives. He lives. Didn't you love worship today? Oh, my goodness. I was just, if there had been a tomb here, everybody that it, well, never mind. (laughs) I'm saying that was awesome today. You guys just rocked it out. Brian Jester filled in for the bass today. Brian, you just rocked today. And then Wyatt out there. I felt like I was in a concert. Not that I would know how that feels. So. Our scripture that we're going to tr- draw from this morning is 1 Samuel seventeen forty. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream, put them into a shepherd's bag. Then, armed only with the shepherd's bag, or the shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. David is attacking the giant. Now, the giant's already been calling his na- anybody who wants to fight me, yada, 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 is doing all that. And David finally has enough of it. Have you ever just had enough? I'm telling you, if you want giants, you're going to have to have, you have to be fed up. Seriously, if you tolerate it, you're going to keep looking at it. But when you're fed up, when you've had enough, then it's time to make that giant go away. So today you get the shepherd's bag and you get one stone. So the first stone we're talking about is the stone of faith. So this is what we're going to talk about. I want you to understand that faith changes things. Do you understand that? Now, it's easy, and I'm not going to try to talk Christianese. You know what Christianese is or church talk? We're just going to use words that everybody knows that, that we only say in church. I'm talking about just stuff that's just real. Because you can have faith in... I spit when I talk. <laughs> you can have faith in church, in God, and you can have faith in the enemy and not in church. Come on. Because you, you're going to understand that your faith is somewhere. But we're going to talk about faith. That will kill giant kind of faith. We're going to talk about that. Faith changes the time zone. So I want, I want to explain some things. So this is some of you are going to be like, oh, he's deep. He's just so deep today. Faith changes. It, it's not in a box. It's, it takes things out of a time zone. Faith is bringing things that haven't happened into reality. It's already happened, but it hasn't manifested. So let me explain it that way. Fear operates in the natural zone. Fear will tell you this is what's happened before. You messed up before. You screwed up before. You said this. You did that. Blah, 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 blah. Fear will tell you what if. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this shoe drops? What, 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 what? And it'll do that because fear will lock you into not doing anything and will try to cripple you to not doing anything for God. That is the enemy's plan. While I'm thinking about this, if you're a, a teenager from 12 to 18 and graduating high school, come to Centerpoint Church on 95 at 6 o'clock. I'm speaking there to a couple youth groups or so tonight. So if you want to come to that, it's free. Just 6 o'clock, Centerpoint Church. Um, so I'll be there tonight. Um, but we're going to talk no, talk faith. And we're going to talk about faith brings things. It's not locked in to what our natural is thinking. So our confession is going to rule us. The Bible says life and death is in your mouth. Life and death is in your tongue. And so if we start saying things with words that are very conditional, if, if, maybe, there's nothing wrong with those words, but they are not, now listen to me, they are shaded and they are gray. They are not definite bringing something that you are believing for to you. If we're saying if, we are not putting, I believe this 
has happened, it will manifest. Do you see the difference? You see, it keeps it, if I'm, if I'm using words that are not the will of God, then it keeps it in the future. Then it's like the carrot in front of the horse. I'm never seeing what I'm believing for. I'm never seeing what I've been praying for. And every year it's the same thing. I keep praying the prayer. But what happens is we negate what we're believing and praying for by our mouth. The Bible says, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So we have to understand when we receive faith, we receive it in the natural because it comes by one of those senses. We not only hear it in our physical ears, then our spirit has to grab a hold of that. But how we receive it is in the spiritual because it busts out of the normal time zone and begins to make things happen that have already happened and bring them to you. Are you with me? If I don't do what I'm telling you, I never see it or I never have it. I just talk about it. It's, all, it's like the perpetual diet. I'm going to go, I'm going to lose. I'm going to, uh, yeah, oh, I'm, yeah. Mm. I did that for years. So what I'm saying is I finally had to go, okay. I have to get past the suggestion of whether I believe God or not. Well, because this is what we do in church, whether we're in church or not. Well, it's if it's God's will. Well, I understand that, but isn't that somewhat of a cop out? We know what his will is because it's in the book. And if his will has already declared it, why do we say if? I say if his will has already declared it, why do we say if? What if we got what it said, what the Bible said, and started believing and saying that, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word, so now we are feeding something that we know can bust time. We're not limited then. My wife tells that story of Nehemiah building the wall for 52 days. I mean, record time. It can't be done. You know how many people told him, you are a, you're a nutcase. Tried to get him off the wall just to get him down. And he knew what God had told him. How did Jesus defeat the devil? It is written. He didn't, you know, back in the day, he didn't... Hey, let me... Before you attack me here, let me flip to Philippians here real, real quick. Hold on, I'll be right with you. He didn't have that. He was the word in flesh. We have the advantage now to go, let me just tell you what God says. And then we line up our belief, our faith... Because we hear it, so we overcome it with faith. So when we have a sickness that comes on our body, does God want us sick or does he want us well? He wants us well. So what does the word say about that? The word says, by his stripes, we can say, by his stripes, I'm going to be healed. I should be healed. I might be healed. Jesus said, by his stripes, you're healed. It's past tense. Why? Because faith breaks time. But don't you know this is the normal progression? It goes from this to this to this in this sickness. I don't give a hoot about the normal fleshly progression. I'm just saying, what do we believe? Whose report do we believe? See, when I understand that that word says I'm healed... 
and my faith says, boom, I'm healed. I do not have to be sick. Now that can manifest that healing, which is already paid for, can now come to my body and go, you believe it? It's done. It was already done. I just had to believe it. I don't have to beg God for something he's already done. When my children come over to my house, they, I love to have my kids over to my house. And before they leave, almost all the time, my wife will be, take some food, take some food, take this, take here. And I'll be doing the same thing. If I go over to my sister, she always packs up stuff and we, take this, take that. I mean, she even has carry out stuff. That's faith for you. I'm, I'm not. I'm going to. I'm going to bless him with some carry out food. <laughs> That's good. You're all. Gonna, I got to get with her. I got to go over to her house. Make an appointment. But my kids, if they want something, they go to the refrigerator. They don't go. Mal doesn't come up and go. Dad, can I have a glass of milk? Well, the milk's already in the refrigerator. It's already paid for. Come on. All she has to do is open the refrigerator, get herself a glass, and drink all the milk she wants. It does the body good. So she can do that. Why? She doesn't have to ask me. I've already paid for it. It's part of my will. It's, I want her to drink the milk. It makes me think of the little rascals. Don't drink the milk. <laughs> all right. It's already done. Listen to me. The devil knows it's done and he's sitting on it. He doesn't want you to know and come after it. Because if you come after it, his party's over. Once you understand God's will and you can understand your faith, his party's over. You can shut him up. I want you to shut him up. You know, David had had enough. This guy out there, he's just shouting, spouting all kinds of venom and poison. And David is just, he's looking at these guys like, what's the problem with you boys? Because David had had enough. Something inside of David was like, I cannot take this anymore. Is nobody going to shut this uncircumcised Philistine up? You know, this is what David's saying. This guy's not even in covenant with my God. He can't talk this way about him. I won't allow it. Because David understood God and understood faith. Are you tired of your giant taunting you? You're tired of looking at your giant might be different than mine. You're tired of looking in the mirror and going, I don't like that. Or this or that. Whatever you're facing, you're going to need to activate your faith because faith is not limited in the past or the future or the present. Now, we serve a now God because he cares about you now. But faith will bring things that you are believing for into your now. Help me. It'll bring the things that you can see in your spiritual, but it will bring them into the now. So you can go, wow. And people around you will go, say, what? I don't know about you, but I'm going to shut the enemy up. I'm coming after my health. I'm coming after my wealth. God doesn't want you busted, broken, disgusted. Living paycheck to paycheck to make deals and this and oh God, I've been just, oh, he doesn't want that. We got to start living the life we're supposed to be living. I want peace in my house. Then go get it. I want joy in my house. Go get it. Start putting your faith to work. Everything that God has for me, I'm coming after. Everything that God has stored up for me, I'm coming after. 
because he wants me to get it. It is not his will for me not to have it. If I don't go after it, I'm being disobedient. I want it today. Turn to your neighbor and say today. I don't know. I've been broke long enough. I've been worried long enough. I've been sick long enough. We had our kids one time and, and I understand the system in the welfare system. I get it. But, you know, we've been where it's just, you know, and we went in and took them into where they get their shots and all that. And that, there's, perfect, there's nothing wrong with that. And we're thankful for it. But I remember there was something inside me that said, I could change this. I'm going to say it one more time. There's something inside me that said, I could change this. Because, you see, God has already provided for it. He's already done the change. But if I don't go to the refrigerator and get the milk, I ain't getting it. So I finally, I said, and I, we waited like two hours, and our kids are playing around a bunch of other cute kids, but they're all sick with green snot flying out their nose, waiting on shots. And I walked up to the lady, I went up to Kim, I went up to Pastor Kim, and I said, we are done here. Get the kids, let's go. And she was like, I'm with you. And we got our kids, and these people are like, oh, 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 all gasping. That lady goes, if you leave now, you're not going to get an appointment. I'm like, woman, I don't want an appointment. Because I just made one. I'm done. If you want your giant to come down, you're going to have to activate this by your faith. You can't do this in your flesh. You can't do this the way you've always done it before. You're going to have to do something to activate your action. And we'll talk about that later. But you're going to activate your faith. And it's got to be in the spirit. So many times we think, that delay is from God. And we use that as an excuse. Well, I'll do it in God's time. Can I tell you that God's already written his will? And we use that as an excuse. Well, in God's time. Sometimes I get it. There is time where you've done everything you can do and God says stand. I get it. But there's other times we just sit on our keister because we don't want to do anything. We live in a spoon-fed society. Boy, that's going over well. All right, here's the first thought today. If we want faith, we're going to have to order it. Now, everybody's gotten a deposit. God gave when you when you turn to God, he's like, he gave you a deposit. We all have the same time in a day. We all start that. We get it. But things are spiritual before they're natural. Things are spiritual before they're natural. Faith comes by what? Remember what we said? Comes by hearing. So hearing. So what you hear, you build understanding and it builds your faith. You get understanding and then you get confidence. So you got to hear the word of God. So it matters what you're putting in your ear gate. It matters, you know, if you want, uh, you're tired of being, you know, strapped financially, then you need to hear some scriptures on prosperity. God, how do I do this? And we need to then start doing things that are helping us to do what God has called us to do. John 4, 24 says this, for our God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Go right to Genesis 1, 1, very beginning of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we know the earth is physical. And we just read in John that God is what? Spiritual. Now I want you to follow me. So notice something spiritual created something physical. So the greater... The reality of this, the greater of this, is spiritual. Do you got it? So the spiritual creates a physical. For the natural thing to exist, it has to have a spiritual element. 
I am body, soul, and spirit, and so are you. We are three-part beings, body, soul, and spirit. When we get saved, when we give our hearts to Jesus, our spirit is what gets connected with God. It gets born again. Our body is the shell that the spirit is housed in. Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Are we on the same page? So we're connected with God by the spirit. If my spirit was to go and be with God, then my body would fall. Remember, Jesus on the cross says, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And when he did that, his spirit left his body and his body did what? Died. If nothing happens, then the body goes back to, that's why a minister says, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. It goes back to dust. We have to have that spiritual element to keep the natural going. So everything material has its origin in the spirit. <clears throat> Remember the demon-possessed man. He was a nut. He ran around the Gadarenes. He ran around the caves and he cut himself. He was wild and he was naked. He got no scruples. Don't look, Ethel. I mean, and he just cutting himself and he's, you know, wow. <laughs> Who knows? He's, he's like Gollum times ten. <laughs> Precious. You know, he's crazy. And nobody could tame him. He, they said he busted the chains. He's, you know, it's, it's like, ah. But listen to what I just said. Every, it has a spiritual origin. Now I'm going to use Gibby real quick. I'm going to use Jay again because I used him before. Jay's so, so nice. Come here, Gib. This is just an illustration. All right. Just an illustration. Justin, face this way. All right. Justin is really sad. Act really sad. This is not an Academy Award, sir. <laughs> you are sad. Okay. And this is the sad guy that's on him. Looks sad and mean. You look sad and mean. Okay. My point is this. If you know Gibby, if you know Justin, he's not normally sad. He's kind of hairy, but he's not normally sad. <laughs> So when you, you know, talk to him, he's usually up and he's usually happy and all that. So for him to be sad, I can, and he could, I could, and you know, he could be like, I could say, hey, Justin, how are you? And he could be, shut up. He could be mean and rude and whatever. And I'd be like, that's not, it's not like him. So I could pray and I could be, I could get all mad up in his face and all that. But how many knows that's flesh? So what I will do is I will pray against whatever is on him. And so now I'm. This is just an illustration. I would give you an Academy Award. You're doing well. So I break off the sadness by my, again, faith comes by hearing and by this knowing that spirit is first and that manifests in the natural. So when I break the spirit off, now you're happy. Smile that way. There you go. All right, go sit down. Give those guys a So do you understand what I'm saying? So I have to break what what is happening in the spirit because it's manifesting in the natural. That's what's happening to this guy that's the crazy man. And Jesus sets him free. And you and the story goes like this. He you know, the demons are like, throw us in the pigs and all that stuff. And and so he does. And And the pigs go over and the guy's sitting at Jesus feet all calm. That's how it reads. And if you want to read on further, the people are upset. 
this this is be a good reality show. Biggest morons on the earth. You got a guy out, in the, you know, he's running around naked for one, cutting himself, acting like Gollum, and and you know, and Jesus comes, sets him straight, and you're like, ooh, take away. I don't know. But you see, if we take away the manifested spiritual component, then it affects the physical. If you get rid of the spiritual component, the, the manifestation and the physical will no longer exist. Not just any spirit, though, the one that God gave, the Holy Spirit. You have the authority because he gave you the authority to come against the things of the enemy. And you can break the power of the enemy by using the spirit in you by delegated authority from Jesus to get the enemy off whatever's going on. So no matter what your situation is, it's first spiritual. If you can deal with it on a spiritual level, the situation can be fixed. Did you hear me? If you can deal with it on a spiritual level, the situation can be fixed. Ephesians 1.3 says this. Now, because you understand that faith goes right to the root. How many would like to have an axe and just chop it right at the root? Whatever the deal is going on that you need to get rid of. Faith, or Ephesians 1.3 says, All praise to God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. So I've come into Christ and then all those things are mine and it's my job to get them to manifest in my life. In other words, just like I was using Mallory, Mallory, if you wanted milk, it's her job to go to the refrigerator and get milk. Now there'd be times I might get her some milk. But I mean, for the most part, it's already there. She has to go get it. Things are first spiritual before they're natural. So what I need, I need to get the spiritual blessings that I am looking for that need to change my life. I need to get them in and the situation I'm facing out. Are you with me? So whatever my giant is, whatever I'm up against, sickness, health, whatever, I need to then get the kingdom answer in and the situation out. Because when I access things in the spirit and it comes in, did you know that Jesus isn't going to play ping pong with the enemy? He, he's not going to occupy the same space and just give the devil a corner. He's not going to do that. So when God comes in, the enemy has to go out. Say amen to that. So when we access things in the spiritual and they come into the physical, then Jesus comes in in that situation. And now the things, because faith has no time limitation, those things that you're believing are now accessible because you've just found the key that the enemy is trying to get you not to see. I get people ask me, how did that happen? How did this happen? I'm trying to tell you how it happens. If somebody doesn't know Jesus, they don't have to beg God, God, would you introduce me to Jesus? Would he die for me too? How many knows he already did that? So you don't have to beg God for something he's already done. You just have to receive it. So when you come to Jesus, you just have to say, you know what? I'm a sinner and you already paid the price for whatever I've done wrong. I receive that. That's our second thought. We have to receive it. God is the quarterback and he's already called the play. If you are a football player and you're the receiver and the quarterback says, I want you to run this post pattern before you're ever your pattern, the ball is in the air. 
And so that receiver has to start looking because the quarterback's already thrown the ball. If he doesn't run the pattern, he's not going to catch the ball. Are you with me? This is how we're understanding faith. Faith comes by hearing. And so when we hear the word of God, we're now we're getting that inside us and we can now access things because they're not subject to past or future or even now. God can do whatever he can do because God can't not do anything. How did I put that? God can do anything. There isn't anything God can't do. That sounds better. All right. You know what I mean. Of course, that's probably not very faithful. You know what I mean. I'll tell you what I mean. There's nothing he can't do. So we don't have to beg God. It's already ours. So we have to receive what Jesus already did on the cross. If people say this, they'll say there's there's many ways to God. No, there isn't. If there are many ways to God, then isn't God very cruel to send his son to die? If there's other ways to do that. Think about it. There's only one way, according to the Bible, John 14, 6, and that's actually the foundation scripture for our church. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So we got to understand that this is the way we receive by faith what's already been done. Here's our, that was our second thought. So let me, let me get, I, I went clear ahead of myself. So this is good. Mark four thirty nine. Jesus woke up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Let me ask you this question. Did Jesus do that in the flesh or in the spirit? He would have to do that in the spirit. You can't, you can't do anything in, to the wind in the flesh. You've got to access. Now get, think of what I'm saying. He had to access, pull something that has no time from faith in the spirit to get it to manifest in the now. The other day there was a storm that was happening and we were at the house and it was pounding on our windows and we got big windows in our family room and Kim came in and Pastor Kim says, you know, you need to rebuke that storm. Now, see, there'd been a time I'd been like, uh-huh, and I need to eat 17,000 Oreo cookies. And you know, I mean, I would have just like, yeah, right, like the storm's going to listen to me. But you know what? I don't do that anymore. Because Jesus said, you can do everything I can do and greater things. Is that not what he said? So if I take what the word says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And he said, you can do that. So I'm, I'm thinking, OK, but before I can say it, Pastor Kim is storm. That's what she's. Or just cut, quit right now. And I rebuke you. You just quit. and You just move away from here in Jesus name. And I'm just like, Father, I just put my faith in agreement. I, I thank you that you're going to protect our property and that storm will cease in Jesus name. I'm telling you in about a minute or less, it quit raining. You can say, that's just coincidence. You can say whatever you want. But as far as I'm concerned, I rebuked the storm. She rebuked the storm. We came in agreement. We got in faith and pulled something. And God said, I can do that. Jesus also went to a fig tree. And he said, you're not going to have fruit anymore. And the Bible says that, that it died from the root. That's what faith does. Faith gets the root. Now, we do things because we don't know. Or we try to do it in our own flesh and we get real drama. You like drama? Drama would be like we'd be. 
You fig tree in the name of Jesus. I call every... Oh, I pray that every fiber of your leaf just dries up. And oh God, that the angels of heaven would ride horses and trample your leaves. And oh God, that when they get to the Last Supper, they get nothing to eat. And oh Father, I mean, we just come with all this stuff. Jesus just said, I'm just going to speak this. But we want to talk and do all of all kinds of things. Sometimes I think we just need to just shut up and speak the word. And when we speak the word, believing word, it pulls something. Now it got, gets a hold of something. And then things start changing. 2 Corinthians 4.18, we don't look at troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things which now will soon be gone, but the things which we cannot see will last forever. So whatever condition is in your life right now that doesn't line up with the word of God is subject to change. Turn to your neighbor and say it's subject to change. If you have lack, that's subject to change. If you've got sickness, it's subject to change. If you've got muscles that seem not to be working, that's subject to change. There's nothing that God cannot do. He's not recreating anything. Dear Lord, he's got surplus. I mean, God's created everything. Everything you need, he's already made. All you have to do is say, all right, God, I believe you. Faith comes by hearing. If you don't have enough hearing, get you some hearing. Huh? So people ask me this question, and I don't have much longer. I hope you're all right. You all right? Good. What do you say then? Because Jesus just said a lot of stuff now. You know, you say whatever God tells you to say. There may be something he may have you talk more than just say this. But bottom line is what he's going to have you say is the end result. What are you believing for? Don't go around the barn. The enemy will just try to monologue you and keep you talking as long as he can. So that's the longer he can stay and get a better grip. Kick his filthy carcass out of there. Just tell him the end result. Speak the end result. What are you believing for? Well, Brad, I'm sick. Well, then quit saying you're sick. What are you hearing? Well, I heard what the doctor said. Here's your first problem. Doctors are good, and don't get me wrong, I like doctors, and they have to say what they say. They're legally bound by the earth system. If they don't say that, there's people that will sue them. Well, the doctor should have told me. The doctor will tell you you're not a candidate for surgery. The doctor will tell you there's nothing we can do. The doctor will say you're going to be sick as a dog. Everybody in your family will probably get this, so make sure that they all get this shot. People will, listen, will hear that because faith works on the other side. They'll hear that and go, you know what, I'm going to be sick as a dog. Everybody in my family will probably get this. You know what you're saying? Life and death is in your mouth. I don't understand why God just doesn't heal my whole family. Why my whole family got sick. Let's retrace just a second, shall we? What have we been talking about? Faith comes by hearing. What giant is staring you down? Is it going to be easy? Is anything really easy? Anything worthwhile? You're going to have to start saying, you know what? We're going to talk about different stones. We're going to talk about things. Mine are of more of the thing where you can put whatever you're facing in there. But we're going to talk about how we get these giants to fall. We First, we've got to activate our faith. The word has got to be bigger than any giant. 
You see, in David's eyes, this, this giant, he's big. He's nine feet tall. He's skilled. But David is saying, he ain't big enough for my God. David is doing this. My dad's bigger than your dad. That's what David's doing. David understands faith. He's tapping into something past him. We need to imitate his example. Quit doing what we would do and say, because we can't do this in the flesh. God knows I've tried. You cannot do this. You can't get a hold of spiritual things in your flesh. They don't have to answer to that. Spiritual things answer to higher authority. I'm going to say it one more time. Spiritual things answer to high authority. You're going to have to say, God, you are the highest authority. I'm going to set my mind and my heart under your kingdom. And in that kingdom, there's rules. In that kingdom, that's how I live. In that kingdom, that's my protection line. In that kingdom, I have authority delegated to me by Jesus. In that kingdom, you can't come in my house. So you speak confidently. Here's the last thought for this morning. You got to put it to use. You got to act on it. Speaking is action. I can talk what God says and cut what the enemy does or says right at the root. What's not supposed to be there, I put God there. Because when God comes in, the enemy has to leave. If you're going to if you're going to pull weeds, why not plant some flowers? So if you're going to take some stuff out the enemy's planted in there, let's put some stuff in that God says this shall remain. And you put that stuff in there. Faith comes out of our spirit. It connects us with the eternal realm. It is not limited to time. We can do business in both dimensions when we use faith. In the now and in the things coming into the now. In the flesh, you deal in the area right now. That's all you can do. And that's the enemy, the area, or that's the area the enemy works in. He works in our five sense realm, in our natural realm. So when you just want to use flesh, you are just playing right into his hands. Because he doesn't have to leave in the flesh. I'll say it again. He does not have to leave in the flesh. You, You don't have authority in the flesh to make him go. But in the spirit, you have the authority because Jesus gave it to you. And he's sitting on that. Not Jesus. Jesus has already done that. The enemy. He doesn't want you to know that or to operate that way. Hebrews 11. 1, faith is the confidence that we hope for. That will actually happen. It gives us assurance and about things that we cannot see. You see, faith will never fail you. Faith will always accomplish what it's sent out to do. Faith is a servant to the believer. That is what we need to understand. God gave you faith so you could send faith out to go do what you're calling it to do. Because you faith has a point of Release and has a point of reception. Get it? So when we send faith out, we are believing God for whatever this is, whether the giant to go down or this to come in. We already believe when we pray by the word of God that we have received it. Well, Brett, I can't see it. It doesn't take faith when you can see it, my friend. You already see it, not in your flesh, but now because you're in faith, boom, baby, you're past the time zone and you see it now what you couldn't see if you're just looking with these peepers. But now with spiritual eyes, you see things come in. You see yourself healthy. You see yourself jumping around. You see yourself wealthy. You see your family set free. You see all of them serving God. You see it by faith. 
Brett, I don't have enough. I don't have a lot. I could only do this. You know, that's all you need. Whatever he tells you, you have enough. The enemy is going to tell you that's not enough. But I'm here to tell you, we serve a God of more than enough. Doesn't matter what you got. I don't care. You know, a mustard seed's about the smallest seed you can have. And if you've got enough faith to go, you know what, God? I don't even know how this is going to happen, but I know you'll do it. God says this. That'll work. You release it to me. And you believe it now. People ask me all the time, how'd that happen? This new building we're coming into? I didn't do it other than release my faith. My wife did it first. I, I didn't even know. I didn't. They asked me, would you like the moose building? I said, no. I didn't even, I mean, I didn't pray about it, didn't think about it. I said, no. And I went home and I said, you know, somebody asked me if we wanted the moose building. And she said, oh, I've been praying for that for years. I've been seeing that thing full of people of God and busy and lit up for God. And I'm like, she said, you go back there. So when I went back to see the person in the hospital, I said, you know that moose thing, is that still, that's still available? <laughs> I think I'm going to get in line with that. I think we, we're interested in that. If we could look at it. And the rest is this history. God has just done. Why? Because it, we couldn't do this in the natural. But in the spirit. God's not making anything new. It's already there. It's already there. I didn't have to go get a cow and milk it and say, Mal, yeah, you want some milk here? Wait a minute, let me go get Bessie. <laughs> I didn't have to do that. It was, somebody already made it. It was in the fridge. All she had to do was go get it. That's a silly illustration, but I hope that works. <laughs> See, the enemy's trying to keep you from telling or from me telling you what I'm telling you today. Remember what Hebrews 11 says 11.1 about faith it's it's proof it's evidence if it's proof and evidence it means it's got to be there whether you see it it's still there it's still there you just can't see it with your natural eyes but it's there that's what i'm trying to get you this is not past but brett i don't see it it's not about what you see it's what you see in your spirit it's the assurance I got proof because God said it. That's all I need. There's stuff that I believe for and I've said, God, I haven't seen that happen yet. And he, this is what he said stuff like this. You haven't even made room for that. You didn't even do this. So I started going, oh, okay, I, I need to, all right. I need to prepare or do whatever he's telling me to do because faith comes by and hearing by the word. And so I need to listen to his word and say, okay, I'm going to act on that. Because when I believe and I release it, I receive it when I release it. And then in the natural, it manifests itself because I'm, I'm pulling it by faith from the spiritual into the natural. That's how that happens. All right. I'm almost finished. And it's 1219. I have to be finished. Don't tell my wife it's 1219. <laughs> you got to hear the word of God. Remember your thoughts. Your life follows your what you think. As a man thinks in his heart. So is he. So you got to start saying, okay, I want to think what God wants me to think. I want to start doing and processing what God wants me to do. Paul said this, look there, honey, I turned it off. He said, I am fully persuaded. 
That's huge. Are you fully persuaded? You know what fully persuaded means? I'm in. I'm totally in. I'm not, I'm not the kid that goes up to the pool and goes, and just puts my toe in or just, just I mean, I'm the, I'm the person that goes, cannonball! Are you fully persuaded? I'm looking at fully persuaded people that are ready to see some giants go down. I'm telling you with the kingdom of God right with you, backing you up. God will back you up just like he backed Jesus up. Because you're heirs to the promise. You're heirs to the kingdom. You're his kids. And he will not not keep his word. Give God a praise. Would you do that? Let's bow our head and close our eyes. Father.